writing a book is one of the most transformative journeys you'll ever take. And it's a journey that will test your strength, resilience, and self-belief. In this episode, I get raw and real about my journey to writing potent leadership. Trust me, it was not all kittens and rainbows. So tune in and learn why writing a book can feel like an emotional roller coaster ride. The best people to surround yourself with during the book writing process, why more isn't better when it comes to your book, and 12 book writing tips that you may not hear anywhere else. And trust me, these tips are so, so good. Now, super exciting news. My new book, Potent Leadership, is launching on July 13th. However, pre-orders have opened up today, June 28th, 2021. And everyone who pre-orders this book will be gifted with the following. Three bonus activation audios complimentary access to three online training sessions hosted live with me. And in these training sessions, you'll also have the opportunity for Q&A plus the opportunity to win a one-on-one coaching and mentorship session with me. Pre-order your copy of Potent Leadership today at www.potentleadership.com. That link and more will be in the show notes. Now to all you loyal listeners, thank you so much for tuning into another episode. And if you're brand new to the podcast, welcome, no matter where you're at, please take a moment to download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes. Every single download rating and review helps get this podcast out to more leaders around the world. You'd be doing me such a solid for doing this. So please, please, please. And thank you. And now it's time to learn what it really takes to write a book. Beyond the narrative, underneath the veil of illusion, and deep within your center, therein lies potent truth. Welcome to Potent Truth, where today's leaders, change makers, and light carriers come together to question the narrative, arrive at potent truth, and lead with sovereignty. What is potency? It's who you are beneath the masks, facades, and protective gear. It's the medicine humanity yearns for, cries out for, prays for, and needs. Your potency is what sets you apart, magnetizes your following, and creates movements. Join me, Ruby Fremont, for weekly guidance, channeled messages, and potent conversations that will take you on a journey of self-discovery. I am here to guide you to a place of unraveling the programming that's been keeping us stuck for generations, unlocking potent truth and expressing it through sovereign leadership. It's time for change. It's time for potent truth. Hey leaders, welcome to another episode of Potent Truth. Now, before we dive into this topic, which is so, so good, I'm really, really excited to share this one with you. I just want to take a moment to celebrate because today is the day. Today is the day when pre-orders of my new book, Potent Leadership, have officially opened. I legit cannot believe that this day is here, but it is here. And 
man, it has been such a journey to get here as you're going to hear in this episode. But with that being said, if you are listening, if you are a loyal listener and you dig my message, I promise you, you're going to dig this book. I've put my heart and soul into this book. I've written this book for you, for the leader who is ready to be seen in their authentic truth, for the leader who is ready to reclaim their voice, reclaim their truth and share that truth with the world. For those of you who have perhaps struggled with finding your voice or claiming your voice, feeling as if you need to keep playing small or dim your light or hold back due to fear of being too much or not enough for the people around you. Listen, we've all been through some variation of that story. We've all been told at some point in our life that we're not good enough, that we're too much, that who we are just isn't going to cut it. And that's why I wrote this book, because I believe that you have a beautiful, magnetic, potent medicine within you. And that is your potency. And when you reclaim your potency, when you reclaim all that makes you who you be, you gain the freedom that you've been chasing your entire life. And your leadership becomes more magnetic. Your movement will grow with aligned people. You'll attract more opportunities, better relationships, better friendships. And at the end of the day, you're going to feel so much better about who you are because you are just being who you are. Potent leadership, drop the mask, ignite the real you, reclaim the leader within. The book is now on pre-order. So head to potentleadership.com and pre-order your copy today or copies. And by doing so, you will gain access to three bonus activation audios that I've recorded just for you, plus complimentary access to three online training sessions that I will be hosting live this summer. These are not just training sessions. They're training sessions that will offer you an opportunity for Q&A with me, plus the opportunity to win a one-on-one coaching and mentorship session with me. So go do it now. Pre-order the book today, potentleadership.com. That link and more will be in the show notes. So now that I've said all that, let's talk about the book writing journey. And I refer to it as a journey because it is a journey. It's not a process. It's not something you do. It's a journey that you embark on. And, you know, I share this in the book that it's not like I wanted to write a book my entire life. You know, I didn't even know that I had it in me to write a book. But I remember when I got into the coaching industry back in like 2014 and I started meeting more people who had written books, I was like, oh, this is fascinating. This is really cool. I like books. I'd like to write a book one day, but I never really, I don't know if I, it was that I didn't believe in myself at that time, or I think it was more so I didn't really want it bad enough, but then the further I got in my career and the more that I started tapping into my own potency, because of course the book is the process that I take my clients on. It's the work that I do in the world and it's the work that I've done on myself. So the more I started to drop into my potency, the more confident I felt about sharing my message with the world. 
And the idea of the book of writing a book, like actually writing a book came in 2017. That was also the year when I launched my, my first three-day event, which uh, was called Amplified Soul Live. And I wasn't super clear on what the book was, but I remember waking up super early in the mornings and I just started writing and I just wrote and I didn't really have a clear picture of what I was writing. I didn't have a clear idea of who I was writing to. I was just writing. And to be honest, now looking back, I realized like I was writing from this place of like really just wanting to be heard and really just wanting to be seen, which personally, I believe is the reason why a lot of people write books. And when you write a book from that energy, I'm sorry to break it to you, but the book isn't going to land on your audience because you're writing it for you and not for them. So when you decide to commit to this journey, um, there's a few things that you need to know. And I really want to share with you tips that I don't think you're going to hear anywhere else. And these are tips that I learned while on my journey of writing potent leadership. So I'm going to share these tips and there's 12 tips total. And I'm also going to get personal with you and share why this is a tip that came up for me. But before I do that, I really just want to take a moment to, um, show gratitude to my book writing coach, Azul Taranez and his partner, Steve, and the authors who lead mastermind and everyone who's in that community. Uh, I really could not, and I say this and I don't say this lightly, I could not have written this book without you, Azul. I could not have written this book. Um, and I'll dive into this in greater detail soon in the episode with some of the tips, but it was crucial that I had someone like Azul on my support squad, someone to really guide me and help me uncover the real idea for my book. So when I, a quick personal story, and then I'll get into the tips. So when I first met as well. So how we first met was he was in a mastermind with my husband, Kevin. They were, they actually Azul, his partner, Steve and Kevin were all in the same mastermind. It was Pat Flynn's mastermind. And when I told my husband, I was like, I was, you know, I feel like I'm really ready to write this book. Kevin was like, well, I think you should really connect with Azul and Steve because they're in my mastermind and they're pretty awesome. So I got on a call with Azul and he was unlike any coach that I had ever met, there was just a different energy to him. And the way he described his writing process was like nothing I'd ever heard before. So I went all in instead of just joining the mastermind, I decided to go one-on-one making one of the highest investments in myself ever and started the writing journey. And I remember coming to him and I said, look, I have this book, I have a title, I have the table of contents with every single chapter name and the parts of the book. I just haven't written it. And so I actually had all these pieces. I had sat down and I was like, this is a great idea. Here's the title, here's the the title of each chapter, here's the order of the book, but I hadn't actually 
written this specific book. I had done a lot of writing over the past few years, but none of it was for like this specific book. And I showed it to him and he was like, I don't even want to look at it. Just shelf that we're going to start from scratch. And I remember my heart sank into my gut and I was like, oh my God, did I just make the wrong fucking decision <laughs> coaching with Azul? Um, and anyways, so I, I, I decided to listen, I'm paying him money. So let me just listen to the, to what he has to say. I shelved the book and then he took me on a process to write what is now known as potent leadership. And the book itself that I've written is far different than what I had come into that coaching container with. And it is far more potent. It is truly the essence of my message. And he helped me uncover what that is. And reflecting back on what that original idea was, the original idea was really just a bunch of titles for chapters that sounded clever because I'm all, I, I love poetic titles. Like if you've been following me for a while, you know, like I, I'm a big word fan. I'm a big aesthetic fan. I love words. I love playing with words. I love words that feel good and words that are punchy. You know, if, if you followed me for a while, you know, I'm kind of punchy. And I had just written all these words and called it a book outline when really it wasn't. And so it was just, a an awakening process, I think for me to be able to just let go of an idea that I thought I had and not just one, two, I had two. I actually also had a book proposal when I went to go work with Azul and that was from working with another coach. And that book proposal had actually made its rounds to publishing houses. And I didn't feel aligned with that book proposal. The book proposal that I'd written with that coach was more so, um, like, here's what's going to work. Here's what's going to sell. So write this. It was that. And it didn't really feel, I didn't feel emotionally aligned with what it was. And to be honest, the whole idea of shopping the book with publishers, that was exciting at first, but it didn't feel good towards the end because basically what I found out is they can take your proposal and then tell you, you know, we like this idea, but we don't like this, 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 and this. So you have to make it this. And they put you in this fucking box. That isn't really you because they don't know who you are. So anyways, when I started working with Zool, he made me shelf all of that and made me start from scratch. And as tough as it was, it ignited this really potent fucking journey for me that helped me uncover the true essence of the work that I do, which I've always struggled to put words to. It helped me work through a lot of shadows, like a lot of traumas, a lot of, of old outdated beliefs that weren't serving me because writing a book is one of the most intimate personal things you're going to be doing for yourself. It is the, one of the most transformative journeys you'll ever take because you're going to be meeting your edge every single fucking day. You're going to be meeting your shadows face on every single fucking day. And you're going to have to work through those shadows immediately because you don't have time because you're writing this book. You're going to be faced with all of your limiting beliefs, all of your worst fears, all of that shit is going to come to the surface. And 
I mean, I'm sharing this with you because for me, it took me by surprise. I honestly believe that writing the book was going to be this amazing, joyous experience and everything was going to be incredible. And I was going to be floating on this high and it was anything but that. And then try writing a book on leadership in the year 2020. I started the book process coaching with Azul in January, 2020 and March, 2020, like, like the first week of March is when I actually sat down to start writing the actual book. We had done all the prep work in January, February, and then March is when I started writing. And Kevin and I took a, a, we often do these like little work retreats where we'll just rent an Airbnb, take the dogs and he'll work on one project. And I work on another project. And we love doing this. If, if you have a partner who's also an entrepreneur, this is like one of the funnest, most productive things you can do as a couple. (laughs) And so he was working on one project and I was working on my book. So we were in Joshua tree and I started the book writing process and man, I wrote a lot on that trip. Like I was going above and beyond my writing minimums. Like I think my goal was like 1200 words a day. And I was writing like 2,500 words a day, 2,800 words a day. And we were there for a week. And then we get back to LA and shortly thereafter, the planned demic happens. And it just like you, like it took us by surprise. It took me by surprise. And I was just like, what the fuck is happening in the world right now? And started going on my own journey with that. Um, it was a year that really changed my beliefs about a lot of things and drove me deeper into my values. I did a lot of writing that summer. We also went to our, our family cabin up in Montana and remember doing a lot of writing. And that was when, that was right when, um, George Floyd was killed and Black Lives Matter came into the forefront of all the media. And so there was like the pandemic, the BLM protest. There was just a lot of fucking shit happening in the world. Everyone was um, reacting from their emotions. And I was writing from that deeply emotional place. My writing was great when I was in the Montana cabin. My writing was exceptional. Um, what, what I wrote actually what was one of the most powerful chapters of my book. And then at the end of the process, when we were in the editing phases, I actually deleted that chapter altogether and rewrote it. I'm sharing this with you because things are going to change and things are going to happen. They're going to throw you off course. So with all that was happening in 2020, I took a lot more breaks. I mean, I was supposed to be done with this book and it was supposed to be out in September, 2020. The book is now officially releasing July 13th with pre-sales going out today. So things didn't really (laughs) go as planned. And that's why I'm sharing this with you. Like things, when you're writing a book, it's, it's really fucking crucial that you have goals and that you have dates and deadlines because that's what's going to keep you on track. And you also need to show yourself grace throughout the process because there are going to be things that happen that are beyond your control. Uh, there could also be things that challenge you uh, and challenge your beliefs, which are then going to challenge your concepts and the ideas that you're pouring out into your book. And that's what happened with me. So, so many, 
I ended up rewriting. I ended up deleting a chapter altogether, rewriting like three other chapters towards the end of the editing process, because I was like, this is no longer aligned with who I am as a leader, as a person, as a human, because my entire paradigm and matrix shifted in 2020, as did for a lot of you listening. So with that being said, I was super happy to go into the editing process because the writing process felt like a, it was beautiful. It was long, but it also felt like a fucking nightmare. So I was like, oh, editing, this'll be fun. Holy shit. The editing process is where I got super protective. Like the book is your baby. And you start working with all these editors who are literally like ripping it apart. Um, I love my editors, by the way, they did a phenomenal job but it feels like they're ripping it apart. And you're just like, oh my God, this is my baby. And you're like fucking ripping it apart. And we take it so personally. Like we, we, any author will tell you, like, it's so hard to not make your book super personal and take things personally (laughs) when it comes to your book. But through the editing process, I had to learn to detach that. I had to learn to detach my worthiness, to detach um, who I am from the book and look at the book as a separate entity and do what's best for the book, not for me, but for the book so that it serves the, the people who it's meant to serve in a really powerful way. So the editing process was one big mind fuck, um, where I, I learned to not take things personally And I learned to detach even more from ideas and concepts and and some of my writing. And then we got to what I feel is the fun part, which is like the design and the interior design and all of that felt fun. Um, But with that, also the launch prep, um, that is a whole part of the book journey, let me tell you. Um, And I think it's really important for authors to include the launch as part of the writing journey. that doesn't mean that you are going to be married to selling a certain number of copies or making a certain amount of money from it. Uh, if you're writing a book, like the money doesn't come from the book itself. You're not going to make money through book sales. Okay. It's what the book's going to do for you. The book ends up being a platform for you. And so the, the launch, like marketing the book is really important. Uh, you don't want to spend all this time writing it and invest all this time, energy, resources into writing the book. And then, delivering the baby and then just like leaving the baby on the fucking street. Like you, you don't want to do that. You want to then raise the baby. You want to take care of that baby. You want to feed the baby, nurture it, nourish it, um, give it space to grow. So that phase was fun and interesting fun because I love marketing and strategy. Uh, for those of you who don't know every single industry that I've worked in my entire working career from, um, you know, uh, the startup industry to nightlife to, uh, actual marketing, I had a role in marketing and promotion. So marketing and strategy is so, so fun with me. It's like, some of the shit that I do with my clients that lights me up the most that I don't really talk about because I don't really want to lead with marketing and strategy. Um, I don't consider that like my actual gift. I consider that a, a, of an added bonus. It's a tool that I've learned to really master. And when it came time to build out the marketing plan, you know, I hired an amazing marketing manager. Um, and then, 
you know, my team really gathered around me. A shout out to Amy, Michelle, and Harnish. I love you all. Thank you so much for all your support with this and for putting up with my craziness during this time. Um, but I, so let's just be real for a minute. Like it's the year 2021 marketing strategy, business, online business, like everything is different because of this fucking pandemic and all that's going on in the world and all the censorship and all the canceling. And there's so much unknown and uncertainty. Like for a while, we got really comfortable with the internet and with the certainty with the social media platforms and all the things, but there's so much uncertainty right now. And if you are an online business or an entrepreneur, I know you're feeling this too. I think there's more of us feeling it than are, are openly admitting it. Um, the way we did business no longer works. And so as we got closer to the actual launch of this book, I was like, you know, like one, I, I'm just tired of hustling. I've just spent the last year and a half of my life detaching, detangling myself from this hustle mentality and dropping more into feminine flow. So why would I drop back into that hustle mentality and try and force and push this book launch? I don't want to do that. But then every strategist and every marketer, marketing guru is going to tell you, well, if you're launching a book, then you have to have the course or the program that you're going to funnel readers of the book into. And then you have to create all these email drip campaigns to funnel the next product that you sell them into and blah, 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 and all the things. And like, oh my God, just talking about that makes my head hurt. However, if I had done this even two years ago, I would have done that. I totally would have done that, but I'm so fucking over the, the force mentality. I'm so fucking over it. And I know what I really deeply enjoy doing in the work that I do. So I opted to not have a course ready. I opted to not have a program ready just for the readers of this book. I opted to not have a membership platform. And instead, like, I just want to birth this baby. You know, I had an epiphany, um, this, the week of recording this episode, I had an epiphany just a few days ago, um, because I was struggling. I was like, Oh my God, I feel so unprepared for this book launch. And now we're going to go to our family cabin in Montana again. And our Wi-Fi shit. And I, I don't have all these pieces ready. How am I going to do this? And I just started thinking about the book and how, the book is, is very much like a baby. Any author will tell you it's like the book journey is like having a baby. And when you're writing, you're in the pregnancy phase, you know, you're nesting, you're cocooning, you're nurturing. And then you get to the launch phase, which is like when the baby's ready to come out. Now, if I were to have a real baby, and this is the epiphany that came up for me that you may enjoy. Um, if I were to have a real baby, would I, A, opt to go to a hospital and have doctors and nurses screaming at me to push while they pull a baby out of me that's not really ready to come out yet? Or would I, B, opt to have a home birth with a doula and be in my bathtub sit in the bathtub and have the baby come out when it's ready to come out. Um, I would opt for B sitting in a fucking bathtub. And 
having that realization, that epiphany this week was so important, uh, because I needed that reminder. I needed to remember that as much as we may want to control the marketing phase, like it's great to have ideas. It's great to have a plan. It's not like I don't have a plan. I have a fucking plan, but my plan isn't, uh, doesn't consist of things that don't bring me joy. My plan doesn't consist of things that are going to force me to, to, to hustle or to be in a force energy. My plan includes marketing strategies that bring me joy, that light me up, that feel fun, that feel light, that feel easy. So keep that in mind as you embark on your book writing journey. And now here we are. The baby is ready to come out and I couldn't be more excited. And there's so much that is unknown and I'm okay with that. I'm trusting that this book is going to get into the hands of the people who need it the most. And at the same time, I'm taking responsibility for the things that I really want to go after, such as, you know, getting on more podcasts, getting more visibility for the work that I do, um, building my movement, building my business. I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't do this to build my business. Of course I did. I think anyone who says, I just want to write a book to help people and they have a business is fucking lying. (laughs) Okay. Yes. I want this book to serve people. I really want to fucking help people reclaim their potency and their voice and their truth and, and stand in conviction with who they fucking are because that was my journey. And I want this book to serve my business as well. There's no shame in that. So that's a snapshot of my book writing journey. I will definitely answer more questions about that in the live training sessions that I'm granting access to for everyone who pre-orders the book. So make sure you do that. Um, You can ask me anything during those sessions. Uh, And if you are interested in learning more about Azul and Steve and the authors who lead community and mastermind, just head to authorswholead.com. And I'll add that link in the show notes now. Thank you for listening to all of that. I knew it, I know it was a lot, but I hope it was helpful. Now let's get on to the 12 writing tips that you may not hear anywhere else. These are tips that I learned myself. And if you are sitting down, I highly recommend writing them down just as a reminder. Um, because man, if I knew these at the beginning, they would have saved me some time and energy, but I'm just grateful to have learned these lessons at some point during the writing process, because all of these tips really, really served me powerfully. So tip number one, surround yourself with support. And I mean, real support. Okay. Get a writing coach, join an author's mastermind or coaching group, surround yourself with supportive friends who are going to be there for you to cheer you on during this process and won't get sick and tired of hearing about you and your book. Friends who are really going to be there for you to pick you up when the writing process gets tough because it's going to get tough. And if you have friends who are authors, even better because no one understands the author's journey better than another author. So surround yourself with support. Tip number two, Stay devoted to the journey. 
as I mentioned before, writing a book is one of the most transformative journeys you'll ever take in your life. It's a journey that will have you facing your shadows, your fears, your edge. And at times it's going to feel like an emotional roller coaster ride that just won't stop. So make sure that you're really, truly devoted to the journey and not just the end result. Super important. Be devoted to the writing journey and not just the end result. Tip number three, and this is something that I learned from my coach Azul, less is more. So for all my fellow visionaries and idea generators, incorporating all of your ideas, all of your concepts, and all of your stories into one book will only confuse and overwhelm your reader. So think about the your favorite books, the books that really stand out to you, the ones that you can actually remember. I can guarantee that these books had one very, very clear defined idea and expanded on the one idea only. For example, the four agreements. And I use that example because most people have read it. The four agreements, super simple, super memorable, makes a big fucking impact on anyone who reads it. And the, the idea is simple. It's about these four agreements. Okay. So that's what you want for your book. You don't want this complex journey that you take your readers on that has multiple different, um, light bulb moments and multiple different epiphanies and multiple different lessons. Like you don't want that. That's going to confuse your reader. And I know that it gets, it's exciting. Like you want to incorporate all of your ideas. You feel like all these ideas are good ideas, but let me tell you, each of those ideas as a single concept, as a single idea is a good idea, but mashing them all together in one fucking book. Uh, -uh. so choose one clear idea to expand on in the book, refine your concepts and share only the most potent and relevant stories. Don't try and cram all your stories into this one book. Okay. Tip four, maintain a loose grip. <laughs> this is something I also had to learn. Thank you, Azul. Um, and I probably learned this kicking and screaming. So what I mean by this is don't hold on to your ideas too tight. Okay. Know for a fact that some ideas will be incorporated into the book while others are going to need to be released. So we all like to think that every single one of our ideas is the best idea ever, but they're not, okay? <laughs> Let me just be honest with you. And I'm being honest with myself. They're not all good ideas. And again, like you don't want your book to confuse the reader. You want it to be very, very fucking clear. So know that some ideas are going to be incorporated into the book and some will not. So you cannot have a really tight grip on all your ideas. Maintain a loose grip. Tip number five, give yourself space. So, so important. Um, I always say creativity needs space to breathe. You know, you got to think of creativity like a living, breathing organism. And that's why, that's why we always have the best ideas in the shower because we're not thinking about anything else. We're just in the shower. We have the best ideas when we're about to fall asleep at night or wake up in the morning because there's nothing else on our plate. 
creativity needs space to breathe. So don't try and cram your creative, your creative writing time into your schedule. You don't want to do that. Instead, you want to create a schedule that works around your creative writing time. Okay. So your schedule is going to shift. Know that going into the book writing process, the schedule needs to shift. And instead of trying to cram your creative, your creative writing time into your schedule, you're going to rework your schedule and create a schedule that works around your creative writing time. Tip number six, create a daily writing schedule. Yes, my friends, daily, seven days a week, every single fucking day. Um, I'm someone who likes to take breaks uh, as a human design projector. I love my breaks. But what I learned through the writing process is that you want to constantly be flexing your writing muscles. So schedule non-negotiable, non-negotiable daily writing blocks, put them into your calendar immediately. And I highly recommend two hour blocks. Um, if you can do more, do more, but I feel like two hour blocks are super efficient and it gives you enough time to get into a space of flow. Cause sometimes if you set aside one hour, you spend the first 20, 30 minutes just trying to get into a flow. Um, I also want to say that mornings are generally best as your mind is fresh and untouched from the stressors of the day. So do your writing blocks in the morning and, you know, sometimes shit happens. Sometimes you need to make a dentist appointment or go somewhere. That's fine. But again, it's non-negotiable. So move your writing block to another point of the day if that's the case. Okay. So that's tip number six. Tip number seven. And this is something that I learned from Azul. Um, <clears throat> so I'm a really feely person <laughs> and I think some of you listening are probably also very in touch with your feelings. Um, and I feel a lot, you know, I feel a lot. And what he taught me is, is this tip, tip number seven, write Even when you don't feel like writing, there's going to be days where you don't feel like writing. I mean, there are times when I got sick or I didn't get enough sleep or I had my period or I was just in a bad mood or like shit happened and threw me off course, obviously 2020. Um, but write anyways, knowing that everything you write is not going to be included in the book. Okay. Every single thing that you write is not going to be included in the book. And don't write from that intention that everything you write is going to be included in the book because it's not what's important is that you flex your writing muscles daily to keep them strong. This will help you cultivate a very strong writing habit. And this is one of the things that really helped me with my book. Now, like, did I take a break in 2020? Definitely. And I needed that break. I needed to take a break because of all the shit that was happening in 2020. But I defined what that break was. Like I said, okay, now I'm going to take a break. And when I came back from my break, I started writing every day again. Writing every day... I mean, there were days when I just wrote shit, like literally, like I hate writing today. I don't really want to write today. And I would just do that for an hour or I'd write something that's totally, I knew was not going to go in the book, but I wrote every day to keep those muscles strong. Um, and it was a really powerful lesson for me. Cause often on those days when I didn't feel like writing, I ended up writing what felt like a journal, but that helped me process some emotions around the writing. So Write even when you don't feel like writing. Tip number eight, make the book about them, but don't hesitate to get personal. So 
the book that you're writing or going to write is about them, your readers. Okay. Make sure you're writing to them. And at the same time, don't be afraid to get personal. Now your stories, your personal stories, your life stories are incredibly powerful and getting real and getting vulnerable with your clients or sorry, with your readers will make you more relatable and will help establish an actual connection with the readers. But I think it's also important to be cautious as there is a fine line between making the book about you and making the book about them. So at the end of the day, just know that every story that you share in your book needs to serve your readers. So get personal, but make the book about them. It was funny. Cause like I, when I wrote the first kind of like edition, the run through of the book, I got personal. I, you know, if, if you've been following me for a while, you know, I have no difficulties being personal, but this book pushed me to an even deeper state of raw vulnerability. And I've written in this book, things that I have never included in social media posts or even shared publicly with my community. So I didn't do that from a place of like, Hey, look at me. I'm starting for attention. I did it from a place of knowing that this story is really going to serve my readers. It's going to help them feel seen and, and feel understood because they're probably experiencing something similar or have experienced something similar. So make the book about them, but don't afraid, don't be afraid to get personal and make sure that everything that you share in the book is, is really serving your readers and not just you. Tip number nine, evolve if needed. Holy shit. So I am a huge fan of evolution. You know that. Um, but what I wasn't expecting, and I shared a bit of this at the beginning of the episode, is that I would be like deleting whole chapters, rewriting chapters, because I had undergone a whole fucking dissolution of my matrix that I was living. So what you have to remember is that you are constantly evolving and sometimes shit happens that causes you to either accelerate your evolution or even just shift your values and your beliefs. Um, and for me, that's what happened last year. So if certain ideas, concepts, or stories in your book no longer feel aligned, let them go. The worst thing you could do is release a book that doesn't feel aligned with who you are. Let your book evolve to align with who you be. And at the same time, be wary of forcing a complete pivot just because you don't like something. Ensure that the changes that you create are truly for the highest good of the book and not just due to your own indecisions or your own fears. Um, so change is good. Evolution is good, but your editors are really going to start to fucking hate you if you start changing way too many things. And a lot of times just from surrounding myself with a lot of authors, authors experience this, uh, quote unquote, need to change a lot of things during the editing process, because that's when a lot of the fears come up. That's when you're getting closer to putting the book out to the world. So be wary of the things that need to be changed because they truly just don't align <clears throat> and be cautious not to force a full blown pivot 
just because you're scared or hesitating to release the book. Okay. Super fine line. Number 10. And I just want to give a shout out to my husband, Kevin, for encouraging me with these tip number 10, go on writing retreats. So offer yourself, I recommend like one to two writing retreats during the writing process. Um, it's so important to change up the environment. Uh, we can get so comfortable <laughs> in our environments that we lose our, our inspiration and our creativity. So to change your environment, um, you can gain more focused and inspired writing time during these retreats. Um, you're only going to have two focuses. One is going to be the book and the other is going to be self-care. Um, so if these are solo writing retreats, even better, um, focus on the book, focus on your self-care and make it really fun. Like find Airbnbs that inspire you with environments that feel inspiring. So for example, for me, I love nature. And so I found a solo writing retreat where every morning I would be met with like 10 deer in the front yard. It was amazing. Um, but you get to give yourself in the book, um, the space that you deserve, you know, you get to give yourself these inspirational moments and time to really dive in deep into this writing. So go on one to two writing retreats. Tip number 11, know who is in your support squad. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tip number 11. This one hits home for so many reasons. And I think that's going to be so relatable for many of you. Um, know who's in your support squad. So I call it support squad for, feel free to use that term. I love it. Um, I didn't want to call like people, first of all, what this is traditionally called is like, the influencers. Who are the influencers? They're going to read your book and give you reviews. Now I know a ton. I have a very, very, uh, huge, um, reach with a lot of very well-connected people, a lot of people with a lot of followers and all the things. But for me, what I really wanted that, and what felt super fucking aligned with the book, and you'll see when you read it, is that I really just wanted to select people who were super near and dear to my heart. People who truly, truly supported me and my work, not just some influencer because they have a hundred thousand followers. So know who's in your support squad. Don't wait until your book launches. God, do not wait until you're in the marketing phase of your book or the prep phase of launching your book. Do not wait. Create a list of your support squad at the beginning of the book and keep refining that list as you go through the writing process. It's important to know who's in your support squad at the beginning of the process, because then you can stay in connection with them throughout the process. So that when it comes time to send them the manuscript and ask for a review, you're not just coming out of fucking nowhere, right? Like be a good fucking friend, giving, reading your book and giving a review. That's a good fucking friend. So you need to be a good fucking friend to them. Um, and in addition to this, don't expect everyone on your support squad list to be there for you because they have lives and shit happens. Okay. So for me, this process has been very, very eye opening to really understand one who's in my support squad and two, how to really ask for help and three, how to receive it. Um, 
if you're like me and struggle with asking for support, which a lot of us do, uh, this phase of the writing process is going to be really challenging. I have felt super raw and super vulnerable. And at the same time, I've just been asking, I've just been asking because what's the worst they're going to say? No, or even worse ghost me. Great. Now I know who really supports me. Right. Like I even wrote to, um, Gabby Bernstein's team. So way back when I first started coaching, um, I took Gabby Bernstein's very, very first spirit junkie masterclass 2014 in New York city. And then I became an affiliate for her program. And I also had her on my podcast. I think it was in 2018. And on that podcast, I shared with her that I was, I wanted to write a book and I'm already starting to think of ideas. And she told me off camera, oh, well, when you're ready, send it over. And I was like, great. But of course, <laughs> this is now like a few years later and I don't, I'm no longer in connection with her, but I decided, you know what, what's the worst that can happen? A no, cool. So I wrote to her team. I got a really loving response back. And the answer was no, which is fine because at least I tried. I share that story with you because like, you can't take these things personally. You can't take the nose personally. Everyone has a fucking life. Okay. Um, but this will be a very eye-opening time to really see who truly supports you and my support squad. I fucking love you. Thank you so much. You're so awesome. And I just, they're there for me because I'm there for them. And that's something you need to remember. That brings us to the final tip, tip number 12, create a launch plan, but don't be married to it. <laughs> so I touched on this earlier on. Um, it's important to start creating your launch plan plan while you're still in the writing process. I've heard from and connected with so many authors who they get to the launch process and they're like, Oh, I don't have a plan. It's like, what the fuck? You don't have a plan. Look, you have all this time to write the book at the same time. You can start brainstorming ideas of how you want to launch it, how you want to release it to the world, how you want to get it out to people. And if needed, hire people to support you with that launch. I hired a marketing manager. Um, you know, like five months before, whoa, actually like eight, nine months before my book launched. And she's been helping me piece things together throughout the way. And it's been so helpful. You got to map out your marketing and your content strategy. That doesn't mean have everything precisely done and created. It just means like map it out. Like I knew that I wanted to launch videos for my launch. I didn't have the videos like mapped out or outlined, but I knew that that was going to be part of my marketing plan. I knew that I wanted to share quotes from the book as part of my marketing plan, but I didn't have all those quotes ready to go. We're getting them ready during the launch phase. So map out your marketing and content strategy, start building and nurturing your audience. Okay. Super important. Again, don't just like start, don't expect your list to build right during the launch phase. Okay. Start building and nurturing your community while you're writing the book, um, bring them into the process, get them excited about it and start compiling a list of, this is so important, start compiling a list of podcasts and other publications for outreach so that when you get to that phase of uh, where you or your team are gonna do outreach um, for PR, you have a list of people to go to for that. 
And then most importantly, be open to things changing. Your launch plan needs to be able to evolve as needed to ensure that the launch itself feels really good and brings you joy. Again, a bathtub launch. Okay. And I think it's just perfect that we're heading to, um, or we're, by the time you're listening to this, we are in our cabin in Montana because that cabin feels like the bathtub and I am birthing the baby. Anyways, it, it, I just thought that that analogy really works and I hope it supports you. So those are the 12 writing tips that you may not hear anywhere else. I really, truly hope that they serve you. And if you have yet to pre-order my book, Potent Leadership, what the fuck are you waiting for? Go do it now. Head to potentleadership.com. Pre-order the book and get access to the bonuses as well as an opportunity to win a one-on-one coaching and mentorship session with me. So I feel like I talked a lot in this episode. It was a lot of information. Maybe I should do a a training on this. I don't know. I think I want, what I want to do is I want to bring Azul on the show or do a training with Azul. That might be cool. Um, if any of those ideas appeal to you, just shoot me a text and let me know. Uh, if you want me to dive deeper into this topic, one seven eight one three three six zero one six zero. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Potent Truth, where I am taking you on a journey to challenge illusion and lead with sovereignty. If you dig this episode, please, please, please download a few more episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes. By downloading episodes and rating and review, viewing this podcast, you are going to help me get potent truth out to more leaders around the world. And then don't forget to pre-order my book, Potent Leadership, today. So you can gain access to three bonus activation audios, three live training sessions, and be entered to win a one-on-one session with me. The link for that is potentleadership.com. And finally, let's connect on social media. My fave places to hang out as of right now are Instagram and Twitter. My handle is at I am Ruby. You can also find me on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash I am Ruby. And then of course, make sure you check back on Monday for a brand new episode of Potent Truth. Thank you leaders.